Disclaimer, the content you are about to consume includes explicit language and or explicit topics and is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is also not safe for work. We recommend headphones if you are in a public place. Enjoy! In a very hypothetical, imaginary situation. For legal reasons. For legal reasons. <laughs> Somebody quick said this he's <laughs> Somebody tell God that he stole this author's idea. He might have come first, but this author's idea came after this more important. He said, oh no, you don't have OCD. What's up, fuckers? What's up, fuckers? Got the carry though. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Got that out of the way. Oh my god, my glasses are filthy. Dude, I don't know how that happens, but I could be sitting doing nothing and keeping my hands completely off my glasses, and they will smudge anyway. That's ridiculous. And literally, I was talking to my boss this morning, and I looked at him, and I was like, I'm so sorry, hold on, and I took my glasses off and cleaned them, and he wears glasses too, so he gets it. And I was like, I truthfully don't know how I was able to see you through the years. <laughs> like, it's awful. Alright, y'all, welcome to episode three of the Slap Podcast. And you guys, we did it. We're, we are, we're officially podcasters. We're published. Yes. First two episodes are up. I am so excited. We, we've already gone international. Yeah, we had a can, at least one Canadian listener and one person from Belgium. Thank you, Belgium. Thank you. Thank you, Canada fucking love you Thank canada you, well, literally all of you but like you're typing while you're touching your skin <laughs> so episode three this is another bs episode so welcome back for that um but this as you can probably see is entitled frights and fights because who doesn't love to talk about their fears and things that make them angry right i know i like talking about that it's an easy subject to talk about oh my god how did i forget What did you forget? There's, there's two that I need to talk about, but I put them on there. I don't know whether to put them under normal or unfit. <laughs> uh oh. Mm. We'll do unhinged. Okay. I don't really know if that's unhinged or not. I'm watching you type this, but you know what? It's valid either way. That's a valid oh, slayer. Oh, I need to put something in the regular ones before we continue because. This is one that everybody should be afraid of, and if you're not, I don't... We're doing two different categories of frights. So what are you afraid of? What are your greatest fears? Um, there's the quote-quote normals. I say quote both are normal because what is normal, right? But then we have our unhinged fears, right? Mm. The ridiculous fears. The ones that most people may think are weird. So my quote normal fears are the dark, deep water, clowns, and cockroach. I have been afraid of the dark since I was a child. Um, I can handle it when I'm not alone. But when I am by myself, being in the dark freaks me out. Me too. I can't do it. I need to be able to see. It's just something about it that I don't like. Um, I'm not a fan. So like, if I'm by myself, sleeping without my partner, um, I will usually have my TV on or like a light on because I just can't do it. Uh, deep water, I feel like it's pretty valid. If I can't see the bottom... I don't want to be in it. And that's hard being from Hawaii, dude. Like, yeah. growing up on a beach where people, like, my friends would swim all the way out to different islands. And like, when I say this, I don't mean other Hawaiian islands. I mean, like, islands off 
the coast of some of the beaches that are swimming distance. I have so many friends who have made swims like that, and I'm like, huh, no. There are sharks there. Let's circle back to the dark. I mm-hmm. I am a little bit like that too, but mainly because I'm afraid that like somebody is going to break into the house. And, but, like, thinking back to my childhood, the way that my grandpa's house is set up is, like, you go through the front door, you go into the living room. And then if you walk a little bit, you can see in the bathroom, and, like, there's two bedrooms that go off. It's, like, a couple mini hallways. Sure. But if you look to the left, there's the kitchen, and in order to get to the master bedroom and the back door, you have to go through this long hallway that uh-huh. goes through the, like, laundry yep. area as well, like, through the mudroom and then into the back bedroom. And the way that the light switches are set up, unless you already have all the lights turned on, you have to, like, turn on the light all the way to the beginning that's, like, behind you. Right. And then, like, but go forwards. No. Yeah, you walk toward the dark. And so, for some fucking reason, in my head, I would, like, I believe that there were vampires hiding in the shadows at my grandma's house. And that as long as the lights were on, they couldn't grab me. Ah, yeah. I don't know where that came from. I was an only child at the time. So my imagination ran rampant. But it was like, as long as the lights are on, vampires can't get me. And so I would, like, stay away from the walls. And, like, yeah. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. (laughs) And, like, run to the fucking, like, light switch. I love that. I used to do spaces to make some more too because I had, I had a really long hallway in the house, the house that I grew up in. Um, and the light switch was like at the very beginning, but like when it was off, it was super dark. And I have a thing about looking into dark spaces that freaks me out too. So like at night, if my street, you know, my street that I grew up on has no street lights. So like at night, I made a habit of not looking outside because it's like pitch black out there. And I have a really wild imagination. So the things I imagined being there, I was like, no. Imagining her souls to take right now. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um, clowns, I feel like that's a really common one for people to be afraid of. Uh, I know a lot of people who are afraid of them. They're just creepy. Yeah, they are. Oh my god, fucking 2016, the clown yeah. epidemic. I was afraid of them. Where people were, like, going around in clown costumes and freaking people out. And there was, like, I think there was one person that got killed or something. I think the person who got killed was the clown because the person, like, got freaked out and killed him i mean jesus but i was i will admit despite being like 18 i was a little bit afraid of being outside the purge scared the shit out of me love those movies i love them it i don't like them because they're too real yeah they're too realistic i hate i hate i watched one and i was like nope i have mixed feelings about it because honestly if the purge was a thing in a very hypothetical, imaginary situation. For legal reasons. For legal yeah. reasons. <laughs> um, I may or may not go for certain people in power and may or may not um, tar and feather some people. In a very hypothetical, imaginary situation, if I were in a Purge movie <laughs> where there's actors and I was an actor, that would be my plan. Your facial expressions right now for any audio listeners are so good. I love that so much. Honestly, it's just also I I want to like steal from like big box stores yes. in this hypothetical imaginary situation. As long as the minimum 
as long as the minimum wage workers don't experience any repercussions from it because i would love to just go to a big box store hypothetically in this imaginary situation and just steal all the books that i wanted hypothetically but also i want to make sure that like I'm not taking people's livelihoods, you know? Oh, yeah. Mom and pop stories, luckily, I'm absolutely not. Big pop stories are a little bit. You know what else I would fucking do in this hypothetical imaginary situation? I would try and hack into the system and just wipe out everybody's student loans and credit card debt. <laughs> all agree on that. In this hypothetical imaginary situation. Yeah. I think we can all agree on what would want to do. But you know, you know what? Going back to cons, I wasn't afraid of them as a kid. I grew up and then became afraid of them. I was always afraid of them. I, it was not just clowns, but also just like the people in like the big suits, like Barney and that whatnot. Also scary. Like yeah, there was one time where I took the twins to uh, like this like summer reading program. Like there's some guy that dressed up as Ronald McDonald, and I'm like sixteen no. at the time. No. And I'm freaked the fuck out, and I always have been. Yeah. Before I get too into it, when we get to my point, I have to give you a story as to why okay. this this other one is my number one. Yeah. No, I mean, like, are those people in the big, like, costumes? And here's the weird thing about this. It didn't freak me out in Disneyland when I went. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of those there. Mm-hmm. But it does, and I think it's because they're so well done that you almost kind of... <laughs> you almost kind of forget that they are people in costume like that but the typical ones that you see anywhere else do it's just it's it's freaky like people are in these big costumes like when we went to uh god what is it called the uh oh the paranormal sir yes the paranormal sir which was amazing by the way that was amazing i fucking loved it um that didn't freak me out those people didn't freak me out the stilts guy should have freaked me out, but he didn't. Should have, but he didn't. But like, people dressed up. <laughs> people. <laughs> people dressed up as fucking Barney or Ronald McDonald freak me the fuck out. Like, like oh, this is meant for children. This is terrible. I can never be a furry. Oh god, I no, can never be a furry. Anybody, but yeah, I can agree with that. Like, it would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Like. I can't enjoy it. I'm terrified. Exactly. Be like, I am terrified and not in a nice way. <laughs> this is not hot for me. Yeah. I am literally going to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that would ruin any moment like that, honestly. Honestly. Now, this fourth one, the cockroaches thing. So I have a very specific reason and what kind I'm afraid of. So I grew up, like I said, in Hawaii. Our cockroaches are not the tiny little German ones that run around. Ours are the big brown flying ones. They're like... Two inches long, humongous. That you could hear them run if they're big enough. Gabriel Glacier's a story like that. Yeah. So I have a couple, but the number one, like actually, there's two stories to this. So number one, um, I've always been afraid of them since I was a kid. But there was one day when my grandfather, who owns the house that my my family and I live in, it's two houses on the same property, um, got the house sprayed for cockroaches, and when you spray the perimeter, they all come in. Because they're dying and they're disoriented. So I was awake, the last one awake in the house, I was like probably 14. And I was watching TV and I started seeing them crawling the walls. Sorry. <laughs> I know, I just thought of something. Shay just like looked like she was on a roller coaster. Just like hands up, mouth open, 
but oh yeah is, are, is that is that not the same thing i thought they were the same thing but they're similar right but um i was watching them literally crawl the wall down the ceiling and these ones fly and cockroaches in hawaii are not afraid of people these are ballsy bitches dude mm-hmm. they come at you yeah so they're all over i mean y'all i've never seen so many cockroaches in my house in my life and like my my mom kept the house super clean so this isn't like her fault it's just that my grandfather sprayed and they were coming in and so i'm in the living room wrapped in a blanket with it over my head all the way down to the ground like a little robe like thing and i'm so terrified and then i start trying to go to my parents room to wake them up to get help the cockroaches are everywhere door walk through all that so i'm in the middle of the living room with this thing wrapped around me because i'm afraid they're gonna fly and land on me and at least if they land in the blanket they're not on me and I called my mom on my cell phone to her room. And I was a teenager sobbing on the phone to my mother. Who did me? The amount of cockroaches my dad had to kill was insane. And then, like, I went to my room. And my room never had cockroaches ever because I kept it pretty clean and I didn't eat in there. And one was in my bedroom. And I killed it myself, which I was real proud of. <laughs> but I, like, hid under the covers the whole night. I was so terrified. And then I had another one where I was in the same house, sleeping on the couch really early in the morning because my mom had taken me somewhere for my dad and we'd come back home and I was sleeping on the couch and I was like dead asleep and something just right here. On the to my face. <laughs> There's nothing sacred with these fucking <laughs> And I was so like deep asleep that my brain kind of computed that it was there and I did this and swept it off. And my brain said, oh, it's hair. And then I realized after I swept it off that it went away. And I immediately was like, oh, that's not hair. But I was still like in a deep sleep. But when I sat up, I wasn't fully awake yet. And I didn't have my glasses on. So I turned around and I was like bleary-eyed, no glasses on. And I looked at the couch and I just see a brown spot where I was laying. And I looked closer and it's a cockroach, humongous cockroach. I had landed on my face. I would swept it off. And the only thing that had kept me from freaking out to the point that I should have was the fact that I was still so deep from, like, asleep that I couldn't muster that up. Mm-hmm. So I just called for my mom, who killed it, and, like, I went and staggered back to my bedroom. But, like, that was horrific. So, yeah, those are my top normal four, the dark, deep water clowns and cockroaches. That, mm-hmm. going back to the cockroaches, I am not afraid of cockroaches only because my parents had me when they were very young. And then they got divorced. So they were both single parents. My dad did not have a great support system. He tried to find places, and all the places that he was able to afford always had fucking cockroaches. Fucking disgusting. I was disgusted, always. And he, like, bug-bombed every single fucking place. And every year they came back. Infestations happened, and once that happened, it's so hard to get rid of them. But um, um, where, I think it was the first years and i were here um it was during summertime and we had to deal with fucking uh earwigs oh, i hate earwigs. i hate earwigs i hate them with a fiery passion the only time they scare me is when i'm in bed because there was one time i woke up to something felt like it was pinching me 
I don't remember where it was. I think it was on my hand. And I went like, I like swept it off. And then I realized what it was. And I was like, <laughs> I freaked the fuck out. And I got up and I like woke up. And I just fucking killed the thing. And I was like, bad. Oh, fucking I went in the bed. For any audio, <sighs> the facial expressions on Shay were so good. I, I could fucking, oh my god, I was scarred for life. I still am. Every fucking summer, I get, like, so fucking terrified that go around a fucking roundup around the entire house. We go around the whole windows, and we just, like, vacuum and just look for any nook and cranny that any fucking bug can be in. And just... Take care of it. Get rid of it. Um, okay. So, going to my normal ones. First one is suffocating. Not in the fun way. <laughs> I, I'm going to expose myself. It's not really exposing myself, though, yeah. because it's... Whatever. Um, it's one of the basic. Um, I like being choked. But you do it the right way. You don't press on the trick. Yeah, you go like this. Nice right, y'all. V-shaped. Exactly. And don't fucking just push on it. Like, don't. Don't go like this. Go from the side. Um, but I am afraid of not being able to breathe. So, like, I can I can go underwater and hold my breath for a few seconds, but then I have to pop back up. Because, and there's... I'm pretty sure it comes from this same, like, trauma episode, but there's, like, two specific times, ex- like, where I'm explicitly afraid and I fucking panic. Um, going underwater is one of those things and I have to like work myself through it. But there was one time where I was um, at the aquatic center in my hometown and I was a late bloomer in the way of like not knowing how to swim until I was like 10. So I, I took a fucking swimming class with a bunch of five-year-olds. Because I didn't know how to swim. I had to keep using floaties. And oh my god, it's two instances. Okay. Um, The first instance was before I learned how to swim. I still had to use floaties. And I was walking around the um, deep end of my cousin's uncle's house. um, Which I miss that house. I miss those family reunions. It was so much fun. Um, But my older cousin, who... Like I was, a, I was an only child at this time, um, so he was like an older brother to me. He came around and he just shoved me into the deep end, and I flipped the fuck out. Yeah. I was so pissed off at him. I was crying so badly, and my mom was like, "What the fuck did you just do?" Because he's like a teenager, and he was like, "I was just having fun," because you know he's fucking. Jagger. Yeah. I um, but he shoved me in the pool and I like didn't have my floaties on and I was like scrambled to the fucking edge. And then there was one time where I was like, okay, I know how to swim. I'm afraid of heights as well. So those these are kind of combined. Um, so I'm I'm not on the high one, but I am on one and I jump off of it. And I don't know if I did a pencil or not, or if I just, like, brought my legs up. But if you do a pencil, you go deeper down. Right. Because you don't have as much resistance. And so I went down, and I was like, okay, I have to swim up. I almost didn't fucking make it. I was starting to run out of air, and I was starting to panic. I was like, don't breathe. Don't breathe. And I 
finally, like, I thought I was going to drown. I finally break the surface. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> like, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Dude, let me tell you what, though. The scariest thing is when you go up to one of those really high diving boards and then decide you don't want to do it. And then you have to just the end. Oh. And then you have to go backwards. Go backwards? That is yeah. awful. I've done it. I will not jump off of a tall diving board to this day. I tried one time and never again. I am not a fan of the feeling of falling. Me neither. Which is funny because like my favorite carnival ride is the Pharaoh's Fury where it swings back and forth. But I don't like like the feeling of falling. So I will not be doing that. I have literal nightmares about falling. Mm-hmm. So I'm broke. So I can understand. <sighs> Going to the next one, which is heights. Um, last time, not the last time I went to the fair. The last time I ever rode a fair ride, I was on the like hang glider ride. Which was my favorite one, despite being afraid of heights. I don't know why I was okay with that one. I felt like I was flying, and I wasn't afraid. (sighs) I convinced my mom to go on this ride with me. We go. We're the last ones on there. It's me on one side, my mom on the other, and there's this, like, little, like, eight-year-old boy in between us. We're the last ones on there. Nobody fucking latches us in. The carny starts the ride. We are up all the way in the fucking air, not latched in. This eight-year-old boy hanging on for dear life. His father yelling, screaming, and about to jump the fucking fence to get to the carny. And everybody's yelling at him like, hey, stop the ride, stop the ride. And we're all like, my mom and I are both yelling like, stop the ride, we're not latched in. You know what this fucking jackass does? Puts us all the way down, latches us, starts the ride again. Dude, learn the fuck. Yeah, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It gets better. You know, if you're, this, if you're the carny and for some weird reason you're watching, you're listening, fuck you very much. Anyway. I'm <sighs> pretty sure it's dead. It's so old. Um, but like, but like, it's going on and like, both my mom and I are just looking at each other. We're looking at the kid and he seems okay, but we're just checking in with him like, hey, are you okay? You're right. Like, we're right here. Like, hold on. And I think I'm, like, 18, I think. 17 or 18. The ride finally ends. You can see the dad was just fucking being red because he was so mad. The kid was okay. Everything was fine. My mom and I go to the um, little box office thing and tell them, like, hey, we just went on this ride and there are so many people that can attest to this. Um, but... The guy who was running it didn't latch us in. And if it was just us, we wouldn't be super concerned. But there was a small child in the middle of us that we had to, like, make sure didn't fall off and fucking die. Like, can this be, like, monitored or fixed somehow? They fucking did. They gave us a shit ton of free ride tickets. As if we wanted to go back on the fucking ride. We almost killed you and a small child. Do it again. Yeah. Okay. Like... What makes you think we want to get all this, these fucking rides? So we gave, I think we like, we gave some of the tickets to my brothers because they were fine with it. They, they went like on the little kid ones. And then I think, I think we, we either found the kid and we gave him the tickets, asked if he wanted them or we gave them to somebody else. I think, I'm not sure, but both my mom and I are like, we're never getting a ride. We are never getting on a ride. And that was my favorite fucking ride. And I was afraid of heights. And that one ride, I wasn't afraid of heights. Except, like, the slide one. But that's because your butt is on the slide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, 
Never been on a ride. Never uh, been on a ride since. I have a similar story about a water park ride. Mm-hmm. I have any? Did I tell you the story? I don't think so. So I used to love water parks. I was a big fan of them. Um, I grew up going to them a lot because in Hawaii it was you know another beach date. Go to water parks like that. But we were in oh my gosh, I think we were in Colorado. I want to say Colorado, but I think it was Washington. I can't remember what state it was in, but it was one of those um water parks that was like a water park and a music park in one, so it had both. And so we went to the water park and we got on, you know, the funnel rides where you go ahead and it shoots you down. Mm-hmm. So my mom doesn't ride these rides because she gets motion sickness and it doesn't go well for her. So my dad, my husband, and I get on the ride and it's a four person ride, but you can put three on. And then instead of putting me in the middle, they had my dad, my husband, and then me. And I should have been between. And I wasn't. So we go and we're going down and we come down to a part where it kind of hits and drops you into the other thing and when that happened because our weight was evenly distributed we went down it really fast mm-hmm. and then when we hit i went flying out Jesus. and to this day my husband still gives me shit and says i wasn't holding on hard enough i was my knuckles are white i wasn't flying out and because of the momentum of me flying i hit the ride real hard ow like it hurt and i went down the rest of the ride with just me by myself on my skin basically and so I came sliding down first, and the guy at the bottom, the lifeguard who was there, I could see his face, and he looked irritated because he thought I had jumped out of the ride. But then he realized when I stood up, I was acting weird, and he immediately, it clicked. And then my husband and my dad came down and jumped out of the phone. Oh, okay. Like, and were, like, coming to find me. And, of course, then the panic ensues because I don't know if I hit my head because I'm so darn from it that, like, I'm panicked. I tell them, like, my my back hurts because I hit my back on there. So I went through the whole embarrassing process of being, like, strapped to a stretcher with one of those things that hold your neck in place and, like, being carted off away to, like, where they keep people who need medical attention and they close the ride for, like, two hours. So, yeah, like, now the idea of going back to a water park, similar to you with the car wise, really scares me. I yeah. went back to what since and I used to love water parks. Yeah. It's really disappointing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I totally get it. The only thing about, like, the only nice thing about the fair is that that's only one section of the fair where it's a water park. It's like, <laughs> it's a water park. Yeah. Like, I'm like floating down the lazy river. There's not a lot but like I can avoid. Yeah. Now, if I just go to the fair, I just go look at all the animals and all the arts and crafts and I get some food. Yeah. I might play some games, some carny games, but I will never go on a fucking ride again. There was only one ride, I think, that I went on and it wasn't even a ride. It was just, it was one of the like, twisty dragon one with the little kids and i only went on there because kiernan wanted to go and nobody else wanted to go because my mom like my parents thought that they were too big and my siblings were like we want to go to these ones yeah i was like okay i'll go with my little brother like i'll go with the youngest and we went on there and i was like it's focused on him so i'm like only way i can get through this is if i focus on you yeah but but yeah I remember reading this third one and really being surprised because I had no idea. Oh my god. Okay. So I love the water. I love the ocean. I have I've only been on one of those like little speedboats oh. once. I've only been on a boat once and it was one of those little casual speedboat ones. And that was on the river. And just never being on the water scared me like i can be on like you know little uh like tube thing 
Like I've I've gone um is it tubing? Yeah, I've gone tubing. Yeah. Just down the river. No. Um it was um we had there were a bunch of floaties. I've done that. I can do that. That's fine. But when you're on the boat, obviously you can't be in the shallow end. Yeah. You have to be all the way out far enough to where nothing touches the bottom. I hated it. I want to love it so much. I want to be on a boat. But I was there, sitting there like... Just white knuckling. Just white knuckling and just like shaking. And the poor the guy was like, never been on a boat before? I'm like, no. And I was like 19. And I was like... Staring. I'm like, mm, don't move. Don't move. Whenever I get onto a boat with uh, my husband, we'll go fishing occasionally when we're living on the other side. There was a lake where you could rent boats, and we'd rent a little motorboat and go out. And I would refuse to okay. ride anywhere but like on the floor of the boat. And I'd sit on the ground of the boat and just let my husband drive. Yeah, they just they let me like sit in the front because that's where an actual seat was. And I was like, I won't sit. Yeah, I won't even sit in the seat. I'm yeah, yeah. on the ground. I don't want to be anywhere near the opportunity to fly out on that boat. Yeah, so that's not the animal. Scared me. Okay, fourth one. This is this is the one that I was like I. Oh, okay. So, very similar to your cockroach story. Yeah. I was at my dad's place for a weekend because my mom shared custody. I was a teenager. I was a teenager. I wasn't even a small child. I was a teenager. And um, I'm, like, spending the night in a family room that they, like, kind of used just as a bedroom for when I was there. So they had a pull-out couch. Stay there. It's summertime. They don't have any fucking air conditioning. They left a window open. No, no. This is summertime in the fucking country. You know what? As morbid the podcast and I love those girls so much say, uh, fresh air is for dead people. <laughs> um, I'm like staying up late. It's midnight. I am getting ready for bed. Go turn the light off. Get back in bed. I hear something. It, no. I'm like, what the fuck is it? I'm like, what the fuck is it? What is that? So, and you're like, yeah. I'm like, what, what, what is making that noise? And I was like, what the fuck? There's something in my blanket. Oh, no. Uh, and I fucking, I move it and it just comes up and it like flies at me and I scream and it's so fucking loud, dude. The sheer audacity. It scared the shit out of me. The name, Doombug, so misleading. It sounds so cute. Like little mayflies. Anyways. The name Junebug sounds so cute. It does sound very fun. Sounds adorable. These fuckers I need are terrifying as hell. Let me... I'm gonna look this up because I don't think I've ever actually looked it up to see what they look like. They're little beetles. Oh, ew. Ew. It scared the fucking shit out of me. I thought it was crawling on me, dude. Ooh. You wanna you wanna know what it sounds like? Oh, please damage me more than I already have. So we call the cockroaches in Hawaii. They're commonly known as the B fifty two roach. They are just they're American cockroaches, that's what they're commonly known as, but locals in Hawaii and I am from there, we call them B fifty twos. That's what they sound like? That's not a person breathing? That's what these fucking... No wonder you were freaked out. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It sounds like it's sniffing you, and I 
got a real thing about that. There's wow. Let me see if I can find another one. Oh, speaking of sound effects, hold on. Okay, imagine that noise, but like amplified times a hundred. Yeah, no, thank you. Because it's in your fucking face, dude. You know what you should look up? I'm gonna tell through what you should look up. Screaming vixen. So y'all, this is a fun story of how I found out that one of my favorite animals of all time is fucking terrifying. So I love foxes. Okay, I want y'all to listen to this shit, and then I'll tell my story. Let's see, and it'll pick it up. That sounds like somebody screaming. Right. Like a dude. Right. Okay, so there's a story about this. I was home by myself in the last place that my husband and I lived at. He was gone for some training. I opened my back door to let my dogs out to use the bathroom, and it was midnight. I opened the back door. It is dark outside as fuck. And that's what I heard. When I tell y'all that I saw my life flash before my eyes, I had no idea what it was. Um, and so I got my dog back inside, closed the door, and immediately started looking up for what, what it could be. And it turned out, yeah. So vixens are female foxes, if you didn't know. And when they're trying to attract a mate, that's what they do. They fucking scream, and it sounds like somebody being murdered. Like, I literally thought, I was like, cool, so this is either, you know, a skinny boy, like what you just mentioned, or somebody's being murdered on my street, and either way, that's none of my fucking business. But, like, I noped the fuck out of that so quickly. I didn't sleep for most of the night until I found out what it was. But also, did you know apparently female mountain lions also do something similar? Interesting. Yeah, that was kind of an off-culture story. Now we get to get into our unhinged ones because the first one on this list is the one I told you I've got a story that's going to scar the fuck out of you. Okay, my very first unhinged fear is licking envelopes. And I know that sounds so weird. You guys are probably like, what is wrong with you, Angela? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> so I had the courtesy of an elementary school teacher of mine scarring me for life. I think I was in second grade. And she told us the story of a woman who had gone to use an old envelope in her house, and it was still usable, and she licked it to seal it, as a lot of people do. Well, she then went to the hospital weeks later, complaining of pain and odd feelings in her tongue. It had turned out that when she licked said envelope, it had created a microcut in her tongue. Oh no. And there had been something on the envelope. No. They'd gotten her top. No. No. So brace yourself for what you think this is because you might be wrong. She had cockroach eggs. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Sorry. One of. Another one of my worst fears kind of goes in with the whole bugs thing. Yeah. The fucking. Just bugs being in you. The show monsters yeah. inside me yeah. traumatized me for life. I think about it every fucking day. Fox flies scare the fuck out of me. Oh, yeah. Especially that. But no, this... So, I want to calm you down, though, because apparently, because of this episode, I googled it, and apparently it's not a true story. But here's the deal, y'all. I didn't know that until, like, this month. <laughs> I'm so I'm 28 in a few days. 
I have been terrified of licking envelopes, and I'm gonna be honest, I still won't do it. But then, what if it actually is real? That's so fucking gross. Yeah, but that is. And it wasn't just the egg, dude. They'd So, yeah, it was scarring. So, I don't remember who my second grade teacher was, but thank you for scarring me for my entire life. I hate that. So, I hate it too. Fucking much, dude. So, and my other second unhinged that you are very aware of because you made fun of me for it and you still don't really care. Um, so, I have a fear of. I made fun of you for it. You definitely laughed and said, oh no, you don't have OCD at all. Oh, I didn't make fun of you for it, though. It was just one of those things where I was like, she laughed because I see you. Yeah. So I have a thing about drinking from hands that are not seen. So, and this was actually a true story. This is why I'm afraid of it. So um, I had heard a story of a woman, I think it was in Arizona, who drank from a soda can that was just like straight from the path. So, and like I said, this is a story that is true. Like, it is. I, I looked it up. I think it was in Arizona. She drank from a soda can or some kind of can that she didn't clean. And she got super sick afterwards. Actually, ended up dying. Um, and it turned out that what had happened was her cans had been stored in a warehouse for quite some time. And I can't remember if it was pee or feces. But a rat had skittered across it. Ew. Either peed or I think it was pee because it, you can kind of see rat shit. Mm-hmm. Um, peed on it and it actually poisoned her and killed her. So ever since I'd heard that story, I am like hyper anal about this. I will, even if I, like, I'm like, on a road trip and I buy a can of something, I'll rinse it with water. I'll pour some of my water on it. I usually take my Dawn Power Spray and like spray the fuck out of the top of my can. Even if I'm not going to drink directly out of the can, I'll still do this. My husband has gotten to the point now where he will just do it for me automatically. If he's getting me a drink from my can, because he knows. Yeah, it's, it's a, dude, it's a humongous fear of mine to have that happen to me. Like, I I don't know why. I don't, I don't think I'll ever get, get over that. But it's something that I constantly have to do now. Honestly, it's valid. Yeah, I mean, and I, okay. The other reason why it freaks me out, and I've seen this personally which is oh, so horrible. I've watched somebody take a can of soda out of a cooler, clean the underside of their fingernails with it, and put it back. So, yeah. Why? Why would you do that? People are trashed, dude. It was so gross. So, yeah, moral of the story, friends. Wash your fucking cans before you drink out of them. At least rinse them, but, like, ugh. Um, My last, quote, quote, unhinged fear is something I learned about as a child, a nerdy child, watching the Animal Planet and Discovery Channel, which is the candy root. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, it's actually a super teeny tiny catfish. Um, it's commonly found, I believe, in South America. And it is worst known for having a thing for human urine. Um, now, so this is something that I find super unhandy for me to be afraid of because they're not commonly found in the U.S. In fact, they're not found in the U.S., but they have a real thing for human urine. Um, so they are known to, especially on men because of their appendages, um, swim up the urethra and get stuck in your bladder. I saw a show about this not too long ago where I was watching it and they kind of do one of the reenactments of it. But yeah, so they have this really nasty habit of swimming up a urethra and getting stuck. 
and there was a man who like you know went to the hospital in excruciating pain and they ended up finding out that yeah the fish was up in his bladder like freaking the fuck out it didn't know where to go yep so yeah i mean i'm never gonna encounter this likely because it's in south america and i've never been there and i'm a woman well a five female um so i don't think i'm gonna have a problem but like that still scares the hell out of me because yep. anything going up the urethra makes me want to talk like yeah the idea of a catheter is a huge fear for me too because of that i've never been cat before and i don't want to but like when people talk about getting it done it's just Ugh, makes you want to throw up it's awful yeah but yeah those are my three very unhinged fears so don't lick envelopes um don't drink from cans that you haven't cleaned and uh stay out of the water in south america apparently if you're a man i don't know <laughs> um my three unhinged ones first one kind of relates to what we've talked about earlier but porcelain clown dolls so porcelain dolls in general scare me watched way too many paranormal shows um and then clowns obviously but then one day my beloved stepfather and my mother found a porcelain clown doll and they know how much i hate both of those things they found it combined i was out it was after i graduated high school i was out they were visiting my grandma i go to bed i look up because there's like a i'm in a bunk bed I look up and it's fucking staring oh God, your right at me. Oh. Staring right at me. Yeah. I love your mom so much, but that is such a dick. I was, oh, and it's primarily my stepdad's like plan. It was, oh, I was so upset. I was so mad. Yeah, I would be too. But I was always like, oh, I'm going to get you back. Did you? I'm going to get you back. I tried. I hit it underneath their pillow and they just, lifted up their pillow and they're like oh look it's there and then they put it they put it laying on the pillow all tucked in underneath the blanket i was like are you fucking kidding me what you have to do is figure out a way to sneak it into their room and just put it like right at the edge of the bed so when they wake up it's just sick. i'm gonna have to like get if i can even find it or if i can find one i'm gonna have to give it to one of my brothers and be like hey I want you to call me at this time, like when they're not home, and we are going to try and scare them. I have a plan. I need you to help me carry it out. Because I am not staying in that house. There's way too many goddamn people. But yeah, not fucking hate it. Also, I'm not afraid of it, but it just really set grates on my nerves and it makes me want to grit my teeth. Hearing people pick their nail not even like when they're going like this but when they're just like scraping again like they're picking at it i oh it is one of the most like painful sounds it's as bad as nails on a chalkboard for me it's like the equivalent to that for me i fucking hate it and my partner and my mother do it so often that i have to be like babe stop mom mom stop and my my poor mom she always feels so bad she's like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm like it's fine or at least like let me put my headphones in dude for me that equivalent is uh scraping oh i hate that too makes me just oh and whenever my husband oh. he knows he's upset me he's like i'm sorry i'm like Bleh. 
you know but yeah whenever you jumping on the door yes she is would you like to let her back in y'all can't see this right now but her young dog the one enjoys singing the songs of her people while we're trying to film this is actively like launching herself at the door to try to get back she's already done it once <laughs> what kool-aid man goes off through the door Oh, here she goes. Okay, yeah, the monster. The monster. Oh, God. She ran at me full tilt, bro. <laughs> this is my favorite sweater. You're going to get dirt all over it, baby. Hi, baby. I'm like, okay, yeah, I am being attacked, y'all. Oh, my God. I love you, too. Okay. Get down. Yeah, I love you, too. We're good. Well, I want you to explain this last one. Because that is... Oh, my God. Told me a little bit about it, but that's so interesting. Okay, so you want to talk about how the kangaroo is... A little rational because it's not, you know, it's not really. <laughs> to the season, I just had some yeah. balls in my coffee. <laughs> Your Christmas tree was like, I need some caffeine. You are leaving that in. I swear to God, if you remove it. <laughs> Listen, balling coffee would be a great way to wake up in the morning, but it is like almost 8 p.m., so maybe later. <laughs> so, yeah. Irrational. Like I said, you want to talk about something that's like irrational because of where we're at? This one's even more irrational because it targets specifically ants. So the Ophiocordyceps, these are zombie ant plant fungus. Literally, and I don't know why it scares the shit out of me. I just don't want parasites or fungus in my body. Like, at all. I don't like mushrooms. Like, my... I don't, like... Like, they're unrelated. Like, I don't... I don't dislike eating mushrooms because I'm afraid they're gonna take over. And I don't, I'm not afraid of they're gonna take over if I eat mushrooms. Like, it's not that. But, I just... I don't... I don't like fungus. Fungus wears me out. They're really cool. Really interesting in the ecosystem. But they also really weird me the fuck out. Um, But these Ophiocordyceps only target ants you're afraid of i love but i'm afraid of them and it what it does is it um so like if i remember correctly ants will like kind of eat something that it a spore is on and it'll like they'll ingest it and it'll just start slowly taking over its system and it'll start growing out of the ant until it's completely dead I mean, and literally, it's literally a zombie. The ant is actually dead. The only thing controlling it at that point is the fungus. So it'll make it move all jerky-like. Oh, terrifying. Until it's actually, like, you know, completely consumed. And then you just see the ant's corpse and the fungus growing out of it. Somebody should make a horror movie about this. They basically did. The Last of Us. Oh. That's how... Um, it's so it's a game and then they turned it into a movie series and that's how people got infected was by a specific type of cordyceps and that oh. turned them into different types of zombies like clickers and whatnot. But yeah, no. It only targets ants, so far I know. It absolutely does not affect humans at all whatsoever. If it affects anything else, it would be uh, other types of insects. But I'm pretty sure it only affects ants. It's so fucking weird. 
But if you think about it, like there are so many ants throughout the world and it's like in order for it to survive, it needs to spread and it ants just go everywhere. They live in colonies and it spreads. Like and it scares the shit out of me because I don't want shit growing out of me. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a- there was one time where I had a piece of grass stuck in my hand. Like it was no, it was a clover. I don't know how the fuck it got there. But it was just like like implanted in the top layer of my skin and I plucked it out. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my god, it's my nightmare coming. <laughs> Never came back. All of a sudden there's another one there. It's like I was like, what the fuck is this? You're turning into a garden. What the fuck? Apparently. It was so fucking weird. I was like, because like you'll have hair that like falls off and then somehow just like cuts into your skin and implants in there. It was like that, but with a tiny, teeny, tiny little stem with two leaves. I was like, what the fuck? Where did you come from? Dude, hair splinters fucking hurt so bad. They do. I bought one for the first time this year. It was a dog hair, because, you know, Cali and Kona. And it was, like, in between my toes. And it was so I couldn't even, like, move my foot. I had to get my husband to pluck it out. I hate it so much. Oh, I, I, that gets them a lot. Really? Yeah. I hear hairdressers get them a lot. And I'm like, how? How? Yeah. But he, he sheds a lot. This is called Frights and Fights. This is section, what, two? Fights. So the first thing is, what is a hill that you will always die on? And for those of y'all who are not familiar with this phrase, um, it's commonly used in the idea of, like, really, that's the hill you're going to die on because it's something that somebody is picking to, like, fight for or, like, speak out about that maybe somebody else might be like, shut up, mm. but I don't care. Um, do you want to do yours first or do you want me to do so we have two sections, but it's silly and then they're just serious. I can do mine first. Okay, I think we're on birth last few times. Yeah. Um, okay, so first, purple is better than pink. I don't know why, but I just have a passionate distaste for the color pink. I do too. And yet somehow I always end up with more pink shit than purple. Like literally one time my phone was dead and I was in the middle of therapy and it was like virtual therapy. I had to stop. Uh, Barnes and Noble, and the only cord that they had that fit my phone was fucking pink. And then I had so many gifts that I appreciate that ended up being fucking pink. Everybody knows I hate pink. Why did you get me pink shit? Like, why? I just don't like it as a color for me. I feel like it personally it doesn't look on me. It is a little good on me, but actually, I have a huge disdain for the color pink. Like, and if you like it, fine, cool. Like, yeah, like it doesn't bother me. But it's like, why the fuck? Am I attracting so much pink when I don't want it? The universe said, here's some girly pink. Apparently. And I'm like, fuck, no. I don't want it, okay? Purple is so much better. Um, All of my autistic's got me on this one. Microfiber is a devil. Um, microfiber is the fucking devil. I understand that it dusts very well. If I have to hold it, I have to wear a fucking glove. Or else it feels weird. Velvet is on the same fucking spectrum for me. I can do it. I like the look of velvet. I hate the fucking texture. It burns. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, also, this is very, not like niche to me, but just very, very specific. Um, my partner and I are watching Suits. We watch it like every night. There's eight fucking seasons. For some reason, in like the middle of season two, they start using goddamn with every fucking actor with, like, every fucking sentence. 
It's like, um, Harvey goddamn Specter, Lewis goddamn Lit, Mike goddamn Ross. You're gonna get that goddamn lawyer on the phone. You blah, blah, blah. Fucking goddamn. All, like, all the fucking time. And it's, and it's always, like, not placed smoothly. So, like, it's, for me, I really need things to flow. That's why, like, I don't like the way that my body looks in some clothes because it doesn't look like it flows. Like, I don't really, like, in a, in a way, I care a little bit about the size. But really, I care about the flow of things. Right. It's the same with speaking. Obviously, with the way that I speak, it doesn't flow very well. But, like, writing things, like, when I read things or when I hear things, I notice when it doesn't flow very well. Yeah. And it's every fucking time. There's there's a series. And it sounds like a great series. Like, I might eventually read it one day. But it's the pucking wrong number. Oh, dude, I've heard so much about that. Instead of the wrong pucking number. I will die on this hill. It's the wrong pucking number. Not the pucking wrong number. The wrong pucking number. <laughs> oh, my God. So, we're wondering how she really felt about that. <laughs> like, I've heard so many great things about that series. No shade to the author whatsoever. But really, I've heard... Come on. I see shit. It's just... It doesn't flow. The pucking wrong number. It's the wrong pucking number. Like the wrong fucking number, but the wrong pucking number. Ah, I hit his chair multiple times. In case you can't see, you don't have video playing right now. Oh, okay. Now that's definitely true. Yeah. So my hill, but I will always die on the first one. Shade agrees with me on, and I want no arguments. I don't care if you if you don't like it. So many people don't. I don't care more for me. Candy corn is fucking so good. Okay, so, so I like candy corn to a point. Yeah, the fact that you like candy corn and not peeps—they're just as terrible. They are just—they're on the same level of terrible taste, and I like both of them. Candy corn to me tastes really caramelly. It, no, that's what my wait so fucking weird. And for like, I like it to a yeah. point. Like I like I like the pumpkins. Yes, better. The pumpkins are so good. Yeah. The pumpkins are, but they're not amazing. Like I could. I could skip out on them. I don't care. But it's still like, you like candy corn, but you don't like peeps. Yes, and I'll like now. It's so fucking weird. Usually, if you like one, you like the other because they to- both taste just as bad. Like, this is disgusting. I'm going to keep eating. It's so weird. No, see, for me, candy corn, I like it, but I can't eat a ton of it at once. It has to be in small quantities because then it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. But I think it's really good. I know a lot of people hate it. I don't. It's really good if you pair it with something a little more salty. Um, my job introduced me to eating it with like salted peanuts and it's a really interesting flavor but it balances out because the peanuts are really 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 salty and then you have like that sweet flavor from the candy corn the next thing and um so i'm a millennial for all my young gen z's out there who are living through this fantasy right now i'm telling you right now you guys low-rise jeans are the i lived through the 90s and early 2000s okay that fashion trend is about your body. And it's really, really hard to remember living through the 2000s where the jeans were so low rise, my vulva kind of popped out. Like, it's so fucking weird. Like, you're... So, there are a few people that low rise jeans actually look good. Oh, right? Cool. Spirit is one of them. Yeah. But the mere fact that literally the jeans just stop 
at the top of your tail. Your butt crack is this far. Yeah. This, it's so minuscule. Well, dude, that was the trend back then. I mean, away from just showing your butt crack. Well, it wasn't even butt crack. I told you about this. The whale tail thing where you'd fill your, your thong straps. It was a trend. But like, it's just, you're so, like, it's so, I hate it. It, like, yeah. you have to comfortably you, you sit down your ass about. Yeah, you have to, it's so uncomfortable. Like, you have to constantly pull your, I already have to. Yeah, I know. Low-rise jeans are just the devil. They're so uncomfortable. They're not super flattering on a lot of people. And I just don't like them. They were uncomfortable back then. They're going to be uncomfortable now. I'll die in, in yep. high-rise pants. And then the last one, which is a big hot topic right now, because while we're recording this, it's a few days before Christmas. By the time it comes out, it'll be after um, there's a new trend with <laughs> my my wet jingle balls are dripping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so perfect timing. Oh my god, yeah, happy does that to you. Yeah. yeah, so um, because the camera wasn't recording, I lifted my coffee cup. It happened to be underneath like one of the little bell things, like ornaments that you put on a mini Christmas tree. I lifted it up, and the fucking bell went straight into my coffee and now it's the foam is like melting so it's dripping so my balls are dripping but there is a big thing on especially on tiktok that i've seen right now about neutral christmas where it's like white and beige everything Ew. here's the deal i can understand that white glittery madness of a winter wonderland theme for christmas but if you are painting your child's christmas ornaments beige no um, no, tacky Christmas forever. To me, Christmas time is the one time of year where shit can be over the top and insane and just like so gaudy and tacky and it works. My Christmas tree is gold, white, silver, and red because my tree is green. Literally, look, look at my tree. Like, it's a little mini fake tree with the fucking mini star garland that's wrapped haphazardly around it. Yeah. It's got green bells and red snowflake ornaments with fucking like metal hooks. And then it's got fucking Mandalorian and a little red spiral star on yeah. the top. Like, but I will, I'll, I'll die on that hill of Tacky Christmas over neutral. I don't mind a good like white Christmas theme where it's like super sparkly white winter wonderland because I've seen it before. I've never done it in my house. Um, but, like, Tacky Christmas is it. It's just cozy and warm. And, like, I don't understand the draw of just everything being neutral. Yeah. You know? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I... <sighs> Christmas is about, like, you know, family and whatnot. Oh, joy. But also, like, yeah. Like, be happy. You decorate. Like, everybody fucking decorates either before or after Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's like, why? Why? And if you're me and you lost your motivation this year, it was like after December already started. That hand that cake is in that I brought with me, it has one of those things in the bottom where it says always support the bottom. <laughs> well, sometimes you'd be like, hey, baby, you know what? I support you. You know what? I I get behind that. I'm behind that 100%. Always you know support what? the bottom. Calling my husband the bottom is a good joke. I bet. It's okay. We love him, though. Yes, but yeah, that's... <sighs> All right, y'all. Those were our silly hills that we will always die on. However, there are some serious ones, and these um will always fight for. So, my first serious hill I will die on is uh, 
providing a negative opinion unsolicited to somebody, especially when it's like on somebody's appearance, um, yep. makes you an automatic asshole. Yep. Like, if I didn't ask you about the way I look, about anything in my appearance, about like something I love and your opinion on it, and you immediately jump and give me a negative opinion on it, I don't want to hear it, and that makes you a dick. It's kind of like the same way of telling somebody that they look fat, or telling, like, yeah, if they, like, they, if you see them, and you know them, you're like, oh, you look fat. Like, okay, cool. Like, that might be the case, but that's rude. It's like, okay. Yeah, and it just makes you a dick. And I think that's one that I'm always going to die on, because there's a difference between giving somebody a positive opinion unsolicited, like, complimenting somebody, and giving them a negative opinion unsolicited is just rude. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is what I always die on, and I actually used to do a lot with this at my old job. But mental health is just as important as physical health. I used to handle the attendance records for a high school at one point, and um, I was the very first person to do that who actually excused kids from mental health. Yeah, all of the people before me had not done. Well, and it's so important. How are you supposed to learn or do do anything like your job when you're struggling like that and having a day where you just can't beat it? Yep. Like, you got people in there to learn. I'm not going to get work done. And it depends on the situation. Like, sometimes yeah. your physical health is more important than your mental health because sometimes right. you have cancer. Yeah. And you're like, okay, do I decide to go to chemo or do I, do I decide to go and get my ADHD meds? Right. Yeah. Um, like or vice versa, where mental health is more important than your physical health. Like, literally, if you think about fucking unaliving yourself, you should probably, like, Go and, like, talk to somebody or, you know, if you have any coping mechanisms in place, you should probably do that and just skip the gym. You know, like, or if literally, like, going out and getting your coffee every day is, like, the one thing that keeps you going, like, do it. then do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's 400 calories in that cup of coffee. It's, if it's the one like, thing that gives you that dopamine. Yeah, if, it, if that's the thing that's keeping you alive at the moment, then fucking do it. But, like, my big thing is we treat people who have something like the cold or the flu. Yeah. Food poisoning. Yeah, of course you shouldn't be at work or school. You should be at home. Why is it hard to understand that if I'm having a day where my where my mental health has taken a crap, that I need to be at home? And, yeah. like, I used to have those days a lot when I worked in my last couple of jobs because they were very emotionally taxing, the things that I had to deal with. And I would take mental health days and feel so much guilt because I knew that if my coworkers knew that I'd been taking a mental health day, they would have shot all over me. I was a very young worker and a lot of older people. And they just, a lot of that, unfortunately, that generation doesn't understand that. Yeah. I'm really fortunate that my mom taught me how important my mental health is. Um, but yeah, it's so important to pay attention to both. And you know what? Like, this is a really good example. I work very far away from home. And so are you. You're about to as well. Um, and with my schedule the way it is, I don't have time to get up in the morning and go to the gym. And by the time I get home from work, but I get home pretty late. Um, and... By the time I get home, you know, I want to spend time with my husband. I want to cook dinner. I want to unwind after work. I've had a long day and a long drive. Um, I don't have the time to go to the gym and work out. And honestly, trying to squeeze that in would probably be pretty hard on my mental health. Because then I get to the point where I've been before where it's now a guilt thing. Where it's like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't make time. And I still have that. But, like, I have to prioritize other things in my life over that right now. And I still eat pretty healthy. I take good care of myself for the most part. But, like... I have to prioritize my mental health right now because that's kind of what I've got going for me. And this last one, which is such common sense to some of us, but apparently not to everybody, so listen the fuck up. Do not touch people without their consent. I am so tired of having to explain this to people. First of all, the worst one is pregnant people. Oh my god. 
I don't give a damn how pregnant this woman is, how sweet and cute you think it is. Don't touch people. My one of my best friends was had three kids. She was pregnant three times. Every single time she was pregnant, people tried to touch her, and it was so oh, fucking weird. Don't fucking touch people you don't know. And even if you do know them, don't touch them with your consent. Why early? And again, what? So many people, like people of color, who have like white people coming up to them to like touch their, their hair. hair. Oh, don't do that. So y'all, I have super curly hair. The amount of work and time and product and effort that goes into making sure your hair looks good, the oils in your skin break down that holding process. Don't touch the people's hair, but yeah, POCs, especially gorgeous, gorgeous black women with their beautiful curly hair. So many people want to touch it. I know it's really tempting. Don't touch it. And if yeah. you want to touch it, maybe ask permission first. Yeah. It's not that hard. Like, there have been a couple of times where, like, your hair was so curly and I was, like, sitting next to so I was like, oh, yeah, your hair looks good. And I was like, shit, I'm sorry. I just bought I touched your hair. And you're like, I don't care. But but it's still one of those things. But yeah, I get what you Yeah, but it's still one of those things where it's like, I don't like it when people, t- like, I have, I'm okay with very few people touching me in general. Like, I never realized how much of a non-touchy person I was until I, like, kind of, like, I got out of high school, basically, because I was always surrounded by my family, and I don't care if my family touches me, really. I don't care if they hug me. Like, they're just, like, my, yeah, like, my immediate family can, like, can hug me. I don't care. Like, when I worked for the school, I don't, I don't care if kids come up and hug me. Like, I don't care. But when there are people who are like, oh, I've known you, like, there was one time. I was at the fair with my grandma, and there was one lady who, like, I recognized, but I didn't really know, and I was just not having it. She, like, tried to give me a hug, and I was like, no thanks, I'm not a touchy yeah. person. She's like, well, I've known you since you were this big. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, I don't like to be touched. And my friend just kind of looked at me and was like, yeah, that's my granddaughter, because she was very much, like, she'll, she, she'll bring the claws out, you know, like, okay. Sorry, this is kind of oh. branching off in a tangent. My grandmother is 86 years old. If she can understand um, that we've being legalized, that Trump is a piece of shit, that they're like, like a whole bunch of shit is racist, that um, LGBTQIA people are, you know, humans and that they deserve to be able to be themselves. Like, it literally... If my most conservative oldest family member can be like that, like literally what she was like, they should legalize weed and just tax the hell out of it. Yeah, my grandfather you know? the same way my grandfather did before. Like, if she can be like that, I, like literally, because she's like that, I don't give a shit if people be like, oh, well, they're old, it's just how they grew up. I don't care. You know what that means? Like, that even broke throughout the entirety and watched all the change. So I don't give a damn if they're old. They watched it change. They should with even that it's like okay they say something and it's like bro like that's okay that's not okay like that's racist that's sexist that's homophobic it's like oh i'm so sorry i didn't know that that's how i was raised it's like i understand that like the r word uh i'm so fucking sick and tired of people using the r word it pisses me off my grandmother doesn't use it no she is 86 years old. My grandfather's 84 doesn't use it. She doesn't fucking use it. I mean, if like, she never said that word in front of me before. If she can understand to not use that, even though she grew up the rest of you can with slurs like the R word and the F word and whatnot, it's like, then 
everybody else can. I don't give a shit. I will give you the benefit of the doubt and be more educational. Yeah. I will not jump on your ass unless I know you well enough that you know better. I want to go back to that touching people without consent real quick because the number one thing that I get a lot besides my curly hair because I do have very curly hair when I take care of it. Um, I, you have these too, so maybe you know this. I don't know what it is that people think that when we have tattoos showing, they can touch them. Yeah. Why the fuck do you want to touch me? Like, I really, I cannot fathom why people want to be so fucking touchy. Do you know how many times people have come up to me that I don't know and have touched my tattoos? I've had patients try and come up and touch my tattoos as I saw them on my arm. Like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like, don't, don't touch me. me. Like, yeah. I'm like, I will tell you, but back the fuck up, dude. I had somebody, like, come up to me and, like, touch one of my back tattoos. Like, touch it. And... I was nice about it, but it's like, okay, first of all, if, if that's me that you don't know, don't touch me. But second of all, um, not everybody wears second skin and their skin can take ink really well. Don't assume that somebody's tattoo is healed. Yeah. Like, just don't touch people. I have so many tattoos. I have 15 of them, which I know for some people is not a lot, but for me it is with a lot of people that I know don't have that many. But having tattoos and exposing them is a double-edged sword. Like, it's so fun and they look so cute. But holy shit, people just want to touch and touch and touch. And it's like, don't fucking touch yeah. my tattoos. I spent a ton of money on these things. Not for you to touch them, for me to have them. And I remember my mom being like, well, if I put tattoos here, people can't see them. They're not for anybody else. They're for me. So um, don't fucking touch my tattoos. Just don't fucking touch Unless people. you're going to pay. Excuse me. Unless you're going to pay for the next one, don't touch it. Yeah. It's just weird. But yeah, don't talk to people without their consent, y'all. That's just annoying. Awful. So fucking Okay. Some serious hills that I will die on. Um, first off, media should be more accurate in their representation with disabled queer and people of color for respective roles instead of people who aren't a part of those communities like well what about little mermaid she's a fish fish, dude she's a fish like you're one more fucking person the little mermaid wasn't black the little mermaid doesn't exist the Little Mermaid has a fucking fishtail, a clamshell bra, and bright-ass red fucking hair. Like, like... It's, like, naturally bright-ass red hair, y'all. Like, the red that you dye your hair in middle school when you want to be. And honestly, like, the way that the animated Ursula... inspiration behind the animated Ursula is a drag queen. I don't know if y'all know this, but the history behind that is the drag queen Divine, who's, like world-renowned, worldwide, legendary drag queen is the actual inspiration behind Ursula. Yeah. Nobody batted a fucking eyelash at that when we're back, when we were, when, which so many people want to demonize drag queens now. And her skin was fucking great. Yeah. She's also a Celia, which is not real either. No, she has fucking tentacles. The only real thing in this movie was Prince Eric, and I don't even think that's based off a real prince, but you know, she's a fish. As a queer POC myself, I agree with this statement. I'll say that. I'm a POC and I'm queer. And yeah, I'm so tired of seeing people get hired for roles that are queer or POC or disabled and they don't even belong in that category because they don't have to live through it. Like, I'm disabled and queer and, like, it 
annoys the shit out of me when you have straight people playing queer people. Yeah. But it annoys me even more when you have non like when you have abled people playing disabled people. Yeah. Like there are so many actors out and I I don't blame previous actors. I blame the casting at the at the moment because it's like the representation yeah. the representation is newer and actually fighting for it because autism is but was a very big thing that a lot of people were ashamed of and just you have the stereotypical excuse me higher support needs boys that like needed a caretaker and had constant meltdowns and were nonverbal and whatnot um and so you had abled actors portraying more lower support needs autistic people without saying that they were autistic people they were just autistic coded yeah but it was like like there there are so and there's not enough there's not enough people like auditioning for the roles like you don't see who's auditioning you well you don't see who's auditioning also like where are these fucking ads yeah i almost never see any fucking legitimate ads trying to cast for disabled people yeah. like they're heartbreak high hired chloe hated who is actually autistic and she's autistic in the show like she an autistic person is acting out an autistic character yeah it's like um with a quiet place the i'm not sure what i can't remember what the actress's name is but the actress that plays the daughter in that movie is actually deaf yeah she plays herself deaf and i love seeing that the whole cast learned sign language mm -hmm. to be able to accurately portray it. Well, I mean, it, in Switched at Birth, their deaf actors yeah. are actually deaf. Yeah. You know what? There, I, I have a very similar one to that that can be grouped in with this. And you probably have an idea of what I'm going to say. Maybe you don't. I am sick, sick, sick and tired. And this has slowed down recently in the last few years, thankfully. But when I was growing up, this wasn't the case. If you have a character being played by a thick or plus-sized human being, it had better be played... By a thick or plus size human being, not somebody in a fat suit. I get so tired of seeing, especially early childhood roles of people. And like, I this is one of my favorite TV shows, but they did it. It's Friends, where they put um, Monica Courtney Cox in a fat suit to pay, play herself in high school when she was fat. And I get why they did it, but at the same time, there have been so many roles that are meant to be a fat person through and through, and they put them in a fat suit and put a regular actor in it in a fat suit instead. And why? There are so many fat actors and actresses that could have taken that role. So, yeah, what you're saying is completely true. Representation matters, y'all. Yep. It's important. Well, and I have seen, like, because I'm white, I haven't seen it firsthand for people of color, but I've seen so many posts about, like, um, kids who, like, especially when The Little Mermaid came out, where so many, like, black kids were like she looks she looks like yeah. me and i was like so happy it made me so happy that it, but it also like broke my heart i was like the fact that it got to the point to where people are like surprised when i see somebody that looks like them or that acts like them it's like people don't think it matters and usually those people who don't think it matters it doesn't apply to but it's like like it for me like firsthand seeing more like Especially because my autism diagnosis is newer than my ADHD one. Um, but, like, seeing more autistic people 
in shows is like oh my fucking god that's awesome like <laughs> and there are so many um shows where they're not actually labeled autistic but they're like autistic coded where i'm like that character that character is autistic yeah like like mr robot he is definitely autistic coded definitely autistic coded there is one guy benjamin in suits he's autistic coded yeah like it is just one of those like i like phoebe and friends oh dude she's autistic coded thousand percent like i i love it and it's like i understand that they're not actually playing autistic characters but it's like if they remade that show now he would be there yep also let me just put it for the record because he put it out there himself in his own fucking song eminem is autistic and seeing such a huge influential person who is autistic in like that big of a position like i'm pretty sure he's in like the rock and roll hall of fame he might be if he's not then uh now, dr dre is yeah but or the, i think there is a rap yeah but he he like i was listening to there was either like a documentary or something or i don't remember what i was watching but um, it was about, like, Eminem and how he didn't, like, fuck around. He was like, this is my schedule. This is when we are producing. Yeah. And then I'm going home Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. Like, and he literally said it in um, in one of, I can't remember what song it is. Um, it's, like, Wicked Ways or something where he, he says Asperger's because that was a diagnosis at the time. But he was autistic level one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so I'm not outing him. He outed himself like years ago. Yeah. But Eminem is autistic. And if you think that, you know, people who function quote unquote normally, you know, can't be autistic, look at Eminem. He has like a massive career and is very successful. And like, autistic people are more likely to become addicts to the neurotypical people makes it makes sense and he did that they're also more likely to commit more suicide than neurotypical people and he had those thought like he's gone through it literally he doesn't have any fucking emotion like he's and you can see it but you can see like he's very stoic yeah but he's naturally stoic that is part of his autism like there are a lot of autistic people who are very expressive, like Chloe Hayden. It represents itself differently in some ways. Like there are people where I'm, there are times where I'm very monotonous, and there are times where I'm very like, uh, what's the fucking word? I don't know. It fluctuates. I don't know. Like I have more tone and more emotion and like movement behind what I'm saying and whatnot. And then there are times where I'm just like chill. Like, I think you're looking for. Yeah, expressive. It gets to the point to where, like, sometimes I'm so chill and, like, mellow and monotonous that, like, people think I'm stoned. <laughs> there was one time where I was, like, 14, and I met um, this girl named Kim, and they, like, were all smoking weed. I didn't, I was, you know, I wasn't, like, goody two-shoes, but I was the innocent one. And she was like, are you a stoner? I'm like, no. She's like, oh, I could have sworn you were, like, you, you seem like you were a stoner. I'm like, no, this is just how I talk. Like, I sorry, that's a huge tangent. I, no, I've gotten the one where 
um in high school i guess my personality my my classmates were shocked i'd never touched weed before mm. and i told them that and they're like no there's no way and i was like what the hell does that mean so this is my favorite segment that we do the two that are following actually are bullshit of the week and our dumbest comment of the week and boy do i have some doozies for you so i have a lot more than you put this so i'm gonna go first if you don't mind i want to get it out of the way so number one and i <laughs> typed this in big bold letters but why is everything so expensive i know we're all going through it right now it literally is expensive to breathe you guys and i know we all know this but i'm so tired of going to the grocery store and buying something that used to be like two years ago a reasonable price and now it's like three four dollars for one thing well literally a fucking dollar menu at mcdonald's don't exist anymore well and like a fucking mcchicken used to cost a dollar i went grocery shopping the other day and i remember putting some things in my cart for safeway because we did a safeway pickup and you know what i'm gonna pull it up because i can't remember exactly what it is but there was something on my list that i put on there and i was shocked because it used to be like a dollar um but let's see let's see if it'll let me do it let's find out does it let me see my previous orders probably not i remember buying something last week with my orders and it was like something that used to cost 99 cents and all of a sudden this fucker was three dollars and i was like what is even happening here like frozen vegetables in the bag used to be like a buck and now they're like almost three i mean oh here it is a country gravy packet those used to be like 75 cents a dollar 30. it's gone like almost double and i'll answer like, can we stop it like i didn't ask to be here i didn't ask to be charged i am literally not even having a good time and i'm being charged so much <laughs> money to be here okay oh my oh, god, god. This second one, which I stumbled across in, I believe, either a TikTok video or an Instagram video. But, ladies, I need us to stop shaming each other for periods. Dude, I remember when, it was years ago, there was, who was, there was a girl that posted where she's laying on her side. And it shows, like, there's some period blood on the back of her pants and on, on, some, on the bed. And it sparks this massive fucking argument between people where it's like that's fucking disgusting blah 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 and like she's just trying to normalize it like periods are fucking normal like yeah you're like your mother had a fucking period yeah like if she didn't she wouldn't have been able to have you exactly like this right. this is normal like she didn't see that blah 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 I'm like yeah. you guys are all fucking immature shut the fuck up well and like that's what happened with mine is i stumbled across this video of a girl who's weightlifting and she mentioned that her period cup like ripped and leaked and she realized it and had to get off the weight and she made a video about it and people were like ew this could have stayed in the drafts and a majority of it was women they're like ew girl like this you could have this to yourself we don't have to share everything we have secrets and it's like keeping periods taboo and a secret is what has led us to the point that we are at now where people feel that they need to make it gross, hide it. Exactly. I don't understand that. Exactly. Okay. And the thing is, is period blood gross? Yes. Blood is fine. gross what? in general. But that period blood is also very normal. Yeah. Like, we use period underwear. Yep. I am so glad that you... Bro, I'll proudly scream about how much I love those things. I fucking love period underwear. But like... Can I see the period company? Because Honestly? Yes. Um, but, like, because my partner 
has been at home and will be like for the majority of winter because he's just on on call and hasn't snowed since last year (laughs) um he has been taking care of more things around the house because i'm out for work most of the time that includes laundry i am not on birth control i still have my period every month i use my period underwear the other day i was like I would love if you could switch over my laundry. And he's like, okay, do you need your laundry done tonight? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, just put it in there. I'm like, I'm on my period. Let me at least put my period underwear in there. I don't even want to touch my own period underwear. Because I don't want to get my hands in the blood. But it's going to, it's my period blood. It's going to gross me out less and it's going to gross him out. And I don't, like, want him, like, he really wouldn't care that much. It would just kind of be like a shock, like, if I fucking touched his underwear and they were moist, bleh, like, geez, like it's <laughs> like trigger warning, like here, trigger warning. But yeah, but like, if I touched any clothes and they were just suddenly wet, not like, like, I? yeah, it'd be weird. And so, be sweaty clothes. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to touch my partner's sweaty underwear after he's done working out. Like I, I don't, I don't. I will if I need to. And it's the same thing for him. Like, he will if he needs to. But I'm like, let me at least put this in there for you so I don't have to deal with it. Because after it's done in the washer, it's washed and clean. It just needs to be dried. Then it doesn't matter. But y'all, seriously, like, for a lot of us, periods are inescapable. And I'm really tired of seeing women shame other women for something that a lot of us have. Um, It's really exhausting having to watch how many people are so immature about it. I, before, like, when I was in high school, I would hide tampons and stuff. Before I started using period underwear, that's the point in the middle, where I'd walk down the hall with a tampon in my hand. Because guess what? I have my period, so what? Mm-hmm. So do a lot of other people. It's yep. normal. So please stop shaming each other for that, because it's not like we can control it, you guys. Literally, if you have a teenage daughter who just started her period, get her some period underwear. Um, so the next couple are yours, because I whittled mine down to... First thing is a cranky patient. I didn't have to deal with this patient, fortunately, but my coworker did, and it got to the point to where I almost made her cry. So, first things first, don't fucking bully healthcare workers or customer service people. Like, people are just there to work, okay? Also, second thing, like, I'll make it short. I won't get into the story. He was a fucking jackass. He didn't know why he was there. He wanted us to tell him why he was there. Why are you at a fucking appointment if you don't know why? Or why don't you just ask, like, I forgot why I was there. Like, is there anything in the notes or anything? Like, like what were we planning on? Also, he was like, this is going to be the last time that I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. Fancy vacations. Like, I don't want to, like, I have to pay out of pocket for this because he's out of network. He has a history of skin cancer, so we have to see him at least every six months. We've had to do this for the last two years. He knows the fucking routine. He came in here all guns a-blazing. And it's just to the point where I'm like, so then why are you here? Yeah. There have been so many times in my few years working just as a medical assistant. Not a nurse. Not a provider. None of that. Just as a medical assistant. Where I've had to ask people, why are you here? Right. Then why are you here? You're complaining about being here. You don't want to be here. Why are you, you here? You don't trust the provider for some reason. Why are you here? And then the last thing, um, if you're on threads or you're on like book 
Instagram. I don't know if it's on like Instagram or not, but it's definitely on threads, on book threads. There is... <laughs> it's so fucking stupid and it gets funnier. Um, there is this author who wrote a story about this girl who had sun powers. There was this other author who decided to write a book where her female main character also had sun powers. The first author in question decided to try and sue the second author, who happened to be a person of color, by the way, um, for copywriting the sun. <laughs> for taking her idea of solar power and just stealing it, apparently. Which... She wasn't. Oh, you have solar powers. You have solar powers. Like you, you have so, you can manipulate light. Right. Like, sounds like a book series. Never. There are so many fucking series that are about the elements. You are not special, bitch. Also, she's a big, massive fucking hypocrite because she tries to sue this one author for copywriting. You know, using the sun. And used fucking AI for her book cover. And it wasn't even pretty. It was a horrible book cover. The teeth looked like rotten fangs. And they're not supposed to. There's some weird ass fucking mark on her cheek. That's not supposed to be there. Her hands look all fucking wonky. Like it. None of that is intentional. It, it's a bad book cover. Like I have admitted before. I judge a book based on its cover. Because whenever I tried to read a book. Where I didn't like the cover, I just wasn't into it. I would not read this fucking book if I looked at the cover because it was a terrible cover. She used fucking AI for her cover and she tried to sue this person for copyright infringement for sun powers. Oh, God. Can't. Just like everybody in me to understand why. Like everybody, I think, <sighs> let me. No, but <laughs> people were like, Everybody call Leigh Bardugo. Literally, like, the first thing I thought of was Shadow and Bo. Yeah, fucking, somebody sue Helios. He's the fucking sun god. So everybody, everybody who's ever written about somebody who has powers of the sun needs to either pay Helios or try and sue Helios. Somebody quick send this even this Somebody tell God that he stole this author's idea. He might have come first, but this author's idea came after this more important. Oh my god, that's some bullshit. I have not heard about that. That's insane, dude. And it, she used fucking AI for a bad cover that she published. Like, that nobody's trying to sue her for using that AI. Dude, I won't be surprised if somebody fucking tried. Like, if there's anything that I learned, it's that. Even the fucking, like, so many people in the fucking book community are going after people of color authors. Like, authors of color. Like, it's fucking stupid. We have all our dumbest comments of the week. And I, I have to go first because these are such doozies. I can't even believe and I texted you. I texted Shay on a Monday that I had gotten my dumbest comment of the yep. week on a Monday, and it's still this one. So these two first two together are the same person. 
Actually, it might all be the same person, all three of them. So first of all, actually, not two of them are. The first one is not. It's it is, but it's not. So let me be so fucking clear: false accusations of rape are not worse than rape itself. There's so minimal. There's only one instance that I have ex- not like I haven't experienced personally, but I've witnessed personally, where is actually legitimate. And it was because, so, this guy who's, like, my cousin by second-degree marriage, um, he was legal. He had, um, he was having a house party. They were checking everybody's IDs. This girl who's 16, like, they were, they were having a fucking orgy. It was an adult party. Um, they were checking IDs. This girl comes in, who was under the age, comes in with a fake ID. These people... They're not cops. They don't know how to tell what's real and what's fake. Apparently, it looked like really close to a real one. She ends up getting in with the orgy. Her mom finds out. Like, and she, this girl like admits to everything. Right. She yeah. Like she she admits to everything without like like at first she tries to go after him, and he doesn't have any contact with her because he like, he can't. Right. He doesn't want to fuck shit up. Um. So it's not like he convinced her. Like there was. No manipulation behind this. Yeah. Her mom found out, got pissed off. She said that he assaulted her, and it was just him, but she was getting, like, tag-teamed. Um, tries to go to court, so he almost goes to prison for this. But then she's like, you know what? Like, uh, I lied about it. I had a fake ID and they found her fake ID and they had multiple people to corroborate his story. And it was like, that is like a one and like a million. Chance. Yeah. It's not very common. Right? Like if you believe the victim over the suspect, over the perpetrator, you are more likely to be right. Oh, absolutely. Than this came from a post of my friends that po- she posted something about false accusations and about the fact that like, Somebody said that false accusations should be punished the same way that rape is. And the, the person commented, it's in a picture on her post, and it said, so with no punishment at all, basically. <laughs> and yeah, it's of course, terrible men got angry at this. And he's saying, you know, this guy jumps on there, false accusations are, are just as bad, if not worse than rape, blah, blah, blah. And this other dude chimes in and basically says that we should be punishing false accusations harder than we punish rape. Because it ruins men's lives and it makes it worse for actual victims but like as, as opposed to rapists to get off with no punishment half, over half the time and then prop turner literally prime example that's what i they had video evidence uh, they had first-hand witnesses who first-hand witness and he only did three months why because oh we don't want to ruin his life now here's where things got really interesting this same guy who was saying this stuff then went on to say that he would rather be raped than put in jail. I'd rather be raped than imprisoned. And I, when I tell y'all my head spun around like a fucking owl, I can't even begin to tell you. But the fuckhead cherry on top to this was that this man then went on to tell me that murder is not murder without proof. So you're telling me that somebody can get killed, chopped up, and left in little pieces, but it's not murder until it can be proved that it's so, murder? 
Because they didn't find the murderer of the Black Dahlia actress. Not murdered? She's not murdered. It was found in half, y'all. If you don't know that case, it's gruesome. I know all about it. Listen to several podcasts about it. She was found chopped in half. Yeah. In the fucking in ground. Like, on the fucking ground. Yeah. So, those three comments were the exact same person. So, those are my dumbest comments of the week because they go together. I cannot... When I tell you guys that I was amazed at the level of stupidity coming out of this dude i had to stop engaging because it got to the point where i just wanted to like chuck my phone across the room and as somebody who's been sexually assaulted somebody who has several people who are very close to them that have been raped i can tell you right now that those people would rather have gone to jail a million times over than ever be raped again yeah ever and i'm gonna keep mine short because our battery on our recording device is dying so i'm gonna let shay get her bs comments out of the way we'll close up and we'll be done <laughs> so both of mine are from threads of course they are um first there's this like um super up the ass evangelical christian christian i quotes account on threads and it's like if your parents were homosexual you wouldn't be alive and i'm like that's awfully bold for a generation of people who don't want to fucking be here. Okay, but literally all of his posts are, like, about homosexuality and how it's wrong. And I'm like, you're really fucking obsessed with gay people. Nobody is, is more obsessed with gay people than homosexuals. I know, someone's like, with the amount of hate that you post, like, you have to be in the closet. And like, yeah, it's always a closeted person. And then another one is, vote blue no matter who. I fucking hate that. And I am on, like, I'm on the left side. Of the political spectrum, I put on my thing that I'm a Democrat because I usually agree with Democrats more than Republicans. But the thing is that just because they're Democrat does not mean they're a good person. Fucking Biden is a prime fucking example. It genocide. Exactly. So, no, don't vote blue no matter who. Do your fucking research on these people, okay? If there is a really good candidate who happens to be running as a Republican, but he actually has, like, people's interests in mind and is not funding genocide, is not a fucking absolute piece of trash. Like, he's not Trump. He's not Biden. Like, I don't care if he's labeled as Republican. I'll vote for him. All right, Shaw. Well, that wraps up this what's going to be a very, very long bullshit episode. Um... This should be going up on Wednesday, provided that it doesn't take Shay forever to edit because it's super long and choppy. I got a long weekend; it's fine. But it will be up on Wednesday, and then we're gonna get back. We're gonna do a normal posting schedule, so our book episode will come to you on Friday. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and all major podcasting things. If you look up "sounds like a personal problem," you can tack on "podcast" to the end of that for our TikTok and our Instagram. We are now on all major podcasting sites except for TuneIn and Google Podcast. TuneIn is giving us some issues and their site seems pretty faulty right now. Google Podcast is actually being discontinued. So we are not going to go ahead and post there, but everywhere else you can find us. So yeah, we're working on YouTube, but we're having yeah. video technical difficulties. So anywhere you get your podcasts, sounds like a personal problem podcast. That's what you're going to look for. But we will see you guys for our next episode about books. So until then, um, drink some water and get some sleep, you beautiful, dehydrated, exhausted cucumber. Yes. We love you. All right. Goodbye.
If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, rate, and review. Other than that, see you next time.